and I have to chuckle because because of my my very fast mind, I I relax differently. So my husband would crack up, or when he when he hears this, will laugh hysterically that I'm actually doing an episode on napping, and my husband loves to take a nap on the weekend. And here's why it works, and I can do this episode is because. I feel good when he takes a nap too, uh, because he's just all recharged and, and rosy cheeked and, you know, it bounces back with, with full flair. And it's, and he's so hardworking that it, it's, it's, I, I like it for him and me when he takes a nap. Again, I just relax differently, but it's funny because often people can be nap shamed, especially, you know, if they're, if they're seemingly doing it too often, which is not my husband, once in a while on the weekends and that's it. Uh, but people, people also confuse it with naps with sleeping. And I'll tell you, my inspiration today is from is by uh, from of Sarah Bra- Sarah Bon Brednick, author of uh, Simple Abundance, and it's it's a book I read in my mostly in my thirties, and it's made a comeback with me because uh, because you just it's ageless, honestly, and you can just read it forever, and it's not a cover to cover situation. It's it's, it goes by days, and it, she's very seasonally tuned in, which I also like. So anyway, uh, Sarah says, a nap is not to be confused with sleeping. We sleep to recharge our bodies. We nap to care for our souls. When we nap, we are resting our eyes while our imaginations soar, getting ready for the next round, sorting, sifting, separating the profound from the profane, the possible from the imp- the possible from the improbable, rehearsing our acceptance speech for the Nobel Prize, our surprise on receiving the MacArthur Genius Award. This requires a, a prone position. If you're lucky, we might drift off, but we don't drift far, just far enough to ransom our creativity from chaos. I love that. Just far enough to ransom our creativity from chaos. I mean, right out of the gate, I like how Sarah separates a nap or, and distinguishes a nap from actually, you know, an overnight sleep or a good night sleep, which we also need, you know, but what I can relate to, uh, in the relaxation, relaxation piece is, is especially a day like today, actually, this is the afternoon. I often do my podcast and video cast in the morning, but it's a, and it's kind of drizzly late fall afternoon right now. And it's, and it's, and, and I've had the good fortune of being uh, by myself, well, sort of by myself. I've got Giovanni, the golden retriever, next to me in his own chair. And it's just a super contemplative nap day. So, so somebody who was, re- who was really um, an embracer of naps would be loving this day that we're in right now. It just says nap, kind of. For me, I'm at, I'm at my own sort of, I'm in my nap mentality, on the couch with my feet up, and uh, this this gorgeous, drizzly, beautiful, cloudy, you know, day right right in front of me on the deck out the window, and I I actually feel um, similarly to a nap. I feel just kind of a, a very relaxed state of consciousness, and I'm thoroughly enjoying this actually, while also sharing this with all of you. Uh, and then she uh, she says, you know, where where to have a proper nap? your own bedroom on the living room couch when you visit your parents, because the grandchildren have been told to leave their poor mother alone and go outside just the way you were told when you were little and your poor mother wanted to be alone or in a hammock on a chaise lounge under an umbrella on the beach in a wingback chair in front of the fire. 
and it, you know, uh, I guess, you know, basically, just basically anywhere, you know, just to, just to kind of tune it out for a little bit, tune it out. And I like how Sarah kind of, you know, like I said, separated that, um, napping from sleeping, or again, even just a relaxed altered state of consciousness. Again, I'm not as much of a napper, but I can do the altered state of consciousness thing with mindfulness and just practicing that and just really kind of checking out. I did it this morning, actually. I do it mo- well, all day. I practice mindfulness every single day, but uh, today, this morning, I actually did, um, went out in the woods with Giovanni and similar to napping, only sitting on a bridge over a brook, I just completely, there was a bench there. I completely tipped my head back, closed my eyes and was just breathing in and out while the, the brook beneath me was just chattering away. And I just such felt such a sense of, of peace and detachment from the noise from the world. So I, I do think it's very similar. Uh, what else does she say? Okay. And then under a umbrella or a beach or in a wing back chair in front of the fire. Now that the fire thing I can relate to, too. I don't know if there's much more mesmerizing than a fire in the fall or in the winter, just crackling away and just, just soothes the soul. And then she says, well, how long do we nap? One hour at the very least. How do we do this? We have small children at home. We nap when they nap, but they don't nap, you say. Well, they do now. Oh, I love that. I, truthfully, again, same thing with the kind of altered state of consciousness. I, though I am not a huge napper, my, my kids all napped when they were little. And that is definitely, definitely the time, well, at least if one, yeah, the first one you can do that, to, to sit down, put your feet up, and just, I used to just stare. It's just, just, and I, I would say in an altered state of consciousness, just stare, you know, out the window, the, definitely the fire thing, the crackly fire, um, maybe read a book, that sort of thing. This one is cracking me up because Sarah then says, well, how do you nap at the office? And she says, well, unfortunately you don't unless you shut the door and put your head on the desk for a quickie. I'm cracking up because I I rapped on the door of a, of a colleague of mine, colleague and friend about a month ago. And I knocked and he, he answered the door and he had, he had such a nap face. He had such a nap face. And I could tell he was trying to reorient himself to the world. He got a rosy cheek, had a little crease on his cheek from where he was. He fell asleep on his desk, must have been wedged on top of a book. His eyes were kind of all like red. And I could tell he was just trying to like tune back in. It was hysterical, absolutely hysterical. So of course, yeah, napping at work may not work super well, depending on your on your office, but if you've got a couch in there and a door that locks, hey, go for it. When she says that, as far as the, as far as the nap, the napping at work, she said this is basically for, for dire nap urgencies because she said usually this is reserved when your eyes are sizzling out of their sockets. I'm thinking like new new mother exhausted kind of thing or new father exhausted, so which makes the tradition of the Sunday nap all the more essential. That's a, There's a lot of truth there. You know, self-care in general, but if you can take a schnooze on a Sunday afternoon, you're definitely going to start your work week better off. There's no question. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, napping is not optional, she says. And I would just say that's probably for the majority of people. I would really agree. And for those of us who are neurodivergent, the Fast Mind Club, 
you know, I, even after I had each of my five children, I didn't, I just didn't sleep in the day, even if they slept. But like I said, I did other, you know, uh, something relaxed you in a different way, but I agree with her that whether you're, you know, you do the napping thing, which is good for most people, right? Most people, I'm just not in that category. That what is also essential and I hundred percent agree is the altered state of consciousness to relax doing something else. So I also feel this way when I run, I feel this way when I ski in the woods. And as far as a day like this, very drizzly and contemplative and, uh, you know, it's just foggy and a little chilly and just, just like a stay in, you know, nap day, if you could nap. I also, what I do in addition to practicing mindfulness, just kind of zenning out in that way is when I feel like my brain needs a rest, I need to check out. I often also do some sort of monotonous, uh, task that I can just be kind of glazed over with. I don't mean autopilot in the sense of the stealer of life minutes. I mean an altered state of consciousness. So doing the dishes with the warm water or, um, you know, just met, I, cause I'm just crazy about my kitchen. So I actually did this today as well. Um, you know, just real, you know, kind of organizing the kitchen and getting it all beautiful. And it's, it doesn't take any, you know, it doesn't take a lot of brain activity. And I'm actually, I actually feel rested after that. Some people get this kind of altered state of consciousness too when they are doing monotonous things like gardening or things like that. And this is why these particular tasks, maybe even scrubbing a bathroom, you know, it depends on, on what, what you're, you know, what you do, but in, it's very common in, in ashrams and different places where we have retreats where if you go for a week or a weekend or two weeks or whatever, that monotonous kind of activities are assigned to people because it's part of the meditative experience. So even if you're not a napper, you can you can definitely get halfway to there. Or maybe not halfway. It makes it sound like it's less than, and I don't mean that. You can get there in a different way by giving your brain rest, your brain some rest via some mild movement or again or monotonous tasks. And then uh Sarah winds up with, she says, how do you begin the tradition? Sunday at three o'clock after the potatoes are peeled and the roast is in the oven, you disappear up the stairs or down the hall. Reassure them you will be back. I'm just laughing at this because, and this is of course for um, anybody, not just particularly moms. I'm just thinking of when the kids were, were little, that, that would, that would have been a funny thing. Like my husband probably would have joked, like mom is coming back kind of thing. When you're just dog tired, you know, from um, even though it's the, mo- the parenting is absolutely the most wonderful, challenging job in the absolute world, you certainly have moments when you get a little fried. You know, if you've had your kids up all night, you know, with the flu and throwing up, and then that rolls into the day, and you've got another one off to school, and we had five. So I didn't have many of those um, moments, to be truthful, just because I'm high energy. But man, when you hit the wall, you hit the wall. No question. Um, so she says, tell anyone who might be interested in your whereabouts that you need to sort something out alone. If you must look like you're about to do something productive, carry the newspapers. Wait, what'd she say? If you must look like you're about to do something productive, carry the newspapers with you as if you're going to read. I love that. It's like a trick. What, what they don't know can't, can, what they don't know can only help you. Now crawl into the covers. Good. You've done it. No day is so bad it can't be fixed with a nap, Carrie Snow insists. No day is so good that it can't be made better with a terrific timeout. And I guess that's what I'm saying. 
you know, don't let anybody nap shame you. Just don't, because you're taking care of yourself. And taking a break is never a waste of time. Take, I'm gonna say that again because that's that's huge. Taking a break is never a waste of time. Whether you're napping under big fluffy comforters, carrying in the newspapers to make the whole house think like you're actually doing something productive, which you actually are, because you're taking care of yourself. Or if it's just a grown-up timeout, you know, I, I do grown-up timeouts, and and that really works for me. You know, to 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 dip away with a. And actually, I will tell all of you, <laughs> I have a plan with hopefully within the year, but that, at the most within two. To have a, I'm gonna have a treehouse built for myself. It's mom's treehouse. It's gonna be my own fort, where I can actually go up there and be creative, and where I can have loads of adult timeouts. And probably there will be jokes about where's mom? She's been missing for you know days. But that's just gonna be my my timeout tree fort. So yeah, okay. So napping. This was this was about take a nap today. Take a nap and don't let anybody nap shame you or and or just take an adult timeout where you give your brain. A rest. Okay, this is Kimberly Quinn signing off from this blissfully overcast day in Northern Vermont. Have a mindful, mindful day.